Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, hold it. I just lit the fuse. The fuse. Um, great to be here, Steve Malsberg. It is four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Thursday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And, of course, you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the Steve Malsberg Show. I, you know, just when you think it, it can't get any crazier, it does. And almost every single subject that we discuss. Uh, but the overreaching theme is that this country's messed up. I mean, we're, we've gone so far to the left and racism is now accepted if it's against white people, which you'll see in a, in a minute. <laughs> and we've given you, again, it's a change of definition. Uh, it, 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 it just gets crazier and crazier every single day. Now, uh, where to start? You know, the, um, the White House puts out You know, they have the Hanukkah party, the Kwanzaa party, the Christmas party. Then they put out videos. And and then, uh, of course, the second first gentleman who's Jewish doesn't know what Hanukkah means. He he has to wipe off, uh, take off his social media post because he screwed it up as he sat next to Mamala Kamala Harris, who um, is reportedly uh, feuding with Biden because she's more concerned about the Palestinians uh, than about eradicating the terrorist group Hamas. So it's a, you know, it's a wonderful world. So let me, let me just, um, every year, since not, not forever, but you know, fairly recently, um, videos are posted of the Christmas decorations at the White House. And it's to, you know, to music or whatever, and it's usually about a minute or so long. Well, Jill Biden, who, I I just don't think she's that bright. Oh, she's a doctor. Dr. Jill. I don't care what she is. I've heard her speak. Okay. Um, She's she's just not that bright. When she spoke and tried to to talk to a Hispanic audience and uh, si se puede instead of si se puede, you know, say, please don't don't get me started trying to say, yes, we can. Si se puede which is wrong, very hard to mess that up, but she messed it up. And she also uh, talked about uh, bodegas and called them bodegas or something. Please, she's a doctor. She's a doctor. Well, the not too bright woman, um, and again, it's not just her, posted the Christmas decorations online, you know, social media, And a funny thing happened. First, I'm going to let you see some of this. This is a dance group, and it's a dance group uh, that that is portraying a a tap dance, and it's to the uh, their version of the Nutcracker Suite in the White House with the Christmas decorations. And so, take a look at this group. This is uh, called the um, Durant's Dance Group. Keep that in mind. Here's cut number 184. 
I don't know what that was with the, the thing on the head. Now, there are some people who say that there are drag queens in there, that the social media comments were out of control. But that's not all. We're not done. I know you thought you saw it all, but you haven't. There's another part to this. Here's cut 185. <laughs> Now, what you witnessed there, according to Dr. Jill Biden, was a bit of magic and wonder. Touching, isn't it? Kind of makes you shed a tear, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes you cry all right. (laughs) Not for the reasons Dr. Jill would think you're going to be crying. Let's contrast that and go back to 2017, Melania Trump's first Uh, Christmas as First Lady in the White House. You want to see class compared to crass? Let's take a look at Cut 186. Class, elegance, dignity, okay? Um, So that group that was the opposite, in my opinion, of all that, the Durant's Dance Group out of New York City, their website is durantsdance.com. Now, you're going to tell me that nobody, Jill Biden, the doctor, or any of her subordinates, which could be nurses. <laughs> of course, she's not that kind of doctor. Um, you mean nobody on her staff bothered to check out the website of this dance group? Of course they did. Or, of course they did, as Joe Biden would say. Of course they had to. I mean, no. 
They could have been some white supremacist group in in disguise. You know, you got to check them out. They could have been MAGA people in, in disguise. Got to check these. You got to check everybody out. So I don't know who checked them out. I don't know for sure that they did, but I would bet that they did. So let me take you to one of the pages on the website, shall we? Register to vote. Register to vote. And support and join your local chapters of Black Lives Matter. Showing up for racial justice or surge, which is a national network that moves white people to act as part of a multiracial majority for justice. Because we white people don't know what the hell to do on our own, you know. Um, Get involved in abolition work. What is prison abolition? Getting rid of prisons. How I became a police abolitionist by Dereka Purnell, human rights lawyer. Get rid of police. The Breathe Act. Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee. Incite. So I clicked on Incite. You know, Incite-National.org. And Incite is Stop the Genocide, Palestine Blob, Palestine This, Palestine That. Okay, get it? Where are we? I want to get back to where we were. Uh, How became an insight? Prison abolition and prisoner support. National Lawyers Guild. Defund the police. Well, if you're going to just be an abolitionist, there's nothing left to defund. Critical resistance. Change the NYPD. And then you protest under protest. NYC protest updates 2020. M4BL protocol for public risk and harm reduction while protesting legal re- blm protester resources and on and on and on this group supports radical radical left-wing priorities which they're not these haven't even been instituted but we've just just the mention of them and just uh, cutting budgets for police. And we've seen what's happened to this country. And they want more. They want abolition, prison abolition, police abolition, support BLM, support this group that tells whites to what to do. And this is the group that the good doctor picked to feature in the Christmas video for the White House, the People's House? Hey, no apology from Dr. Jill. She's a Broadway. Oh my God, is this country in trouble? What? Taking you back to 2017 there with Melania. What class, what elegance, well, you know, what America should be. Just what? And then you put this stuff on. And you look to see who they are, who that dance group is. I mean, the, the organization. <laughs> oh, but we haven't even seen the worst of it. We haven't seen the worst of it. There's a uh, 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 Asian American mayor 
in Boston, Massachusetts. You aware of this? Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? Par for the course. Let me just explain it as I understand it. She was having a separate Christmas party for minorities on the city council of Boston. No white people. No white people. And by mistake, some genius, probably someone who was up for the president of Harvard but lost out to Ms. Gay, some genius um, hit send all on the email for the invite and invited everyone, including the dreaded white people on the city council. So the dreaded white people who were not supposed to be invited, as the invitation made clear, saw the racist invitation to the racist party. Okay? And what is the female Asian American mayor of Boston say? Oh, it was an email error. Not, I'm sorry, it was a mistake to not include white people at this party. No, it was an email error. In other words, the white city council people were never supposed to see this invitation. We're never supposed to receive the invitation, let alone come to the party. Screw that. No whites getting in, baby. How? How? In, in this world. Now, now. So is there she claims that every group is celebrated that da, 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 da. so now we celebrate groups on their own. I know it's happened on college campuses. I know there are uh, off right off campus um, buildings that house students. That's a minorities only no whites. Seriously, how is that allowed? How is that legal? How's that equal equal protection? So was she also then going to hold a whites only party? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. And so we do have a, a soundbite from her. Um, her name is Michelle Wu. I like to call her Michelle Boo. Sorry. Uh, this is WCVB Boston TV. Um, caught up with her. And she gave the, uh, the cockamamie excuse. Uh, here is cut one. 89. Tonight, Boston's Mayor Michelle Wu admits that a mistake was made in an invitation to a holiday party. Members of the Boston City Council received an email invitation to what's called a gathering of electeds of color. Not all members of the council fit that description. I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a an honest mistake that went out in in typing the email field and um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well so um, it is my intention that we can again um, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together the mayor apologizing for any confusion that the original email created. <laughs> she doesn't apologize for the party. She doesn't apologize for having the party. She just apologizes that someone screwed up. Perhaps someone from Dr. Jill Biden's office 
came to work for her for a day or two and screwed up. See, say, Broadway. <laughs> if you're not white, of course. If you're white, no, see, say, Broadway. Broadway. Whatever she called it. What's the explanation for this, except this mayor is a racist, a bigot? And what she did, and what, it's not unique to her. What's happening all over the country, when a teacher's union in Minnesota somewhere, I forget, I think it was Minneapolis, I'm not 100% sure, I remember bringing it to you at the time, agrees in their contract to um, that if teachers get have to be laid off, it doesn't go according to tenure. You may be there 30 years. You could be the first to go if you're white. Can't make it up. It's racist, racism, period. And that's the country we live in now. That's the country. Because it was determined a while ago by people like Al Sharpton and others that you can't be racist if you're black. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Because you don't have power. Huh? Do I have power? Does, do, 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 do my friends have power? Do people in the street, white people have power? Does a salesman in Macy's have power? Could he be racist if he's white? Yes. If he's black? No. Oh, thanks for, thanks for telling me, Reverend Al. This is years ago. That was one of the first words to have its definition changed. See how screwed up we are? Now, Got another one. I despise LeBron James. I don't respect him. He's one of the great, obviously, one of the greatest. The, the, the debate is on, you know, is he the greatest um, NBA player ever? Could be. But I despise him. I despise what I believe he stands for. I despise his way. I despise many of his his. Uh, not tweets, his uh, posts, his social media posts, the positions he's taken. And he has incurred the wrath of many for disrespecting our national anthem the other day. His son, and God bless his son, who came back from what could have been a fatal heart ailment uh, and is now playing basketball, college basketball. He entered the arena of course, courtside seats, had one of his little kids with him, walks in during the national anthem and then proceeds to sit down during the national anthem. Now, I'm sorry, if you're LeBron James and you know everybody's going to be looking at you, and even if you don't, if you're Joe Blow, you have respect. You know it's the national anthem. Hey, I've been at, I remember I remember this distinctly. I was at City Field. We were in uh, in the food line walking to the food line before the game. They have TVs all over the place in the food quarters. The national anthem starts. People stopped in their tracks, not in not outside by the game, in the food court, in the, in the in, an indoor food restaurant kind of that has a bunch of different booths took off their hats, stopped, put their hand over their heart. Because it's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to feel that. And this bum 
who's made his billions or whatever in this country, he walks in, just like I said, and he doesn't matter the national anthem is playing, sits down for about five seconds, then gets up, not to respect the anthem, but to turns around, this, that. He's, he's involved with himself, like, like the, nothing's going on. And it's disgusting. Totally, totally disgusting. And shame on him. And uh, he, he, owes, he owes this country, he owes this country an apology. So you could see in this segment that we've had since the start of the show, how messed up we are. How messed up we are. That we have a White House that partners with a group that calls for the defund the defunding of police, the abolition of prisons, the abolition of police. Some some group that that they basically you know talks about white people and more. And we have a mayor of one of the largest cities in the country who holds a separate party, Christmas party, if they even call it that, for city council members as long as you're not white? Why, what's it going to do? Ruin your evening if you have white people there? And then people like LeBron James, he's certainly not the first not to give a rat's behind about our national anthem. Messed up. And this is, of course, one aspect of how we're messed up. I talk about it every night. Every night. And unless we get the right people into the right offices to turn this country around, it is over. Over. And when we come back, Lynn Shaw will join us. And... Um, She's going to tell us another way, more ways that we're messed up and how we're failing our kids and how bad it is. And it's it. I don't take joy in this. I don't take joy in this. I take I try to relay a sense of urgency by presenting the facts, by showing you the proof, by ta talking about what's going on in this country. And you think CNN's going to talk about this, uh, this mayor of Boston? You think CNN's going to show you LeBron James doesn't doesn't sit, sit, you know walked around with the national anthem? You think they're going to scrutinize that if they show the video of of, of Dr. Jill's of, of uh, Christmas um, video? They'll they'll love it. Crazy stuff. All right, folks. Steve Malsberg coming back right here on TNT. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez. And normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, Remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. 
Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. While serving in Afghanistan, I was hit by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. In the hospital, I was given a 5% chance to live. It's a good thing math wasn't my best subject. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I talk to kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles, and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, yes, uh, welcome back. We had a great conversation with our own Mark Morano uh, last night about uh, about all that. Uh, but let's move on and let's uh, let's uh, again reveal more of what's wrong with this country. What's wrong with the times we're living in? How it's just it's just total insanity on so many different levels every single night. And if, again, like I said last night, if I had four hours a night. It wouldn't be enough time to cover everything. But we're blessed that we have Lynn Shaw. You know her, you love her. Uh, founder and executive director of Lynn's Warriors. Lynn, happy Merry Christmas to you guys, you and, and uh, your family. And, and thanks for, for coming on. Well, thank you, Steve. And thank you to TNT Radio for always covering all of these tough subjects and topics that are never ending Let's jump right in. What do you have for me? Because I, if I start well, talking, Steve, I might not stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Sometimes I could use a little, a little vacation. Uh, but no, look, I, I talk about the schools all the time, and I talk about what's going on—the indoctrination of our kids on so many levels. You know, the the trans thing and the drag queen thing, and and CRT and everything else. Which again, if, if you fell asleep and you left the country for three or four years, you come back, you're like, what the? How did this happen? But there's something else uh, going on, and it's no less important, and it's very, very scary. It's very frightening, and you talk about that, and your organization has addressed this and is addressing this, and th that's one of the things I, I, I love about you guys. And uh, we're talking about the uh, the criminal cartels and the infiltration of the cartels into our public schools. Talk about that. Absolutely, Steve. Wake up, America. The Democratic Party. They are the biggest human traffickers complicit in this biggest, or, I mean, it's an organized, they're walking them over, illegal aliens, with, walking, you know, working hand in hand with the cartels. Now, let's break that down, Steve. I want to talk about something nobody is talking about. We know that the cartels are operating in all 50 states. Not only are they operating, they are also operating in all 50 states, recruiting our American children 
in the public school system, in our American public school system, Steve, to deal their deadly drugs, such as fentanyl, and also to traffic, to sex traffic, and also labor traffic, their peers. So it's students to students, and the cartels are paying our kids. Again, I want to reinforce our American kids. You know, it could be $100 up to $500, and you know when money money comes in play, it's usually always about money, and the kids are doing it, and Steve, nobody is talking about it, nobody is stopping it, people throw their hands in the air, yet, yet, we talk about the trans issues in schools, we talk about all the things that do not matter. I don't know, Steve, to me, this is just, you know, sitting on a tinderbox of what could be next, it needs to be stopped and stopped now. Well, I, first of all, I wouldn't say that the trans stuff doesn't matter because it, 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 I think it's very, very important. And I think American parents are outraged and those who don't know about it, if they knew about it, they'd be outraged. But they'd also be outraged, again, equally or more, I don't think it should be a contest, about what you're talking about. So how is this happening? When you say that the kids are getting money, to, explain this. First of all, Steve, you're right. It's no contest. I'm just adding this onto the list of what's happening. Yeah. yeah. In the, you know, because they are talking, the media does touch upon, everybody does talk a lot about the trans, let's face it, or the books, or this, or we're banning this. But they don't talk about the issues such as, you know, after COVID, no. the, 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 the children that just disappeared from our K through 12 public school system across the United States. Where are all these kids? Nobody talks. That's one nobody ever addresses. As high as report it, Report it, but I don't have proof, but I was told up to 41% of New York children in the public school system just never returned. Steve, that's almost half the kids, if this is true. This is what I heard from from good sources. How do the cartels operate? Like anything else. Starts out with gangs. It's happening online. They recruit openly on Snapchat and TikTok. You can make $200, you know, contact, meet here. Do this, email here, and the kids are doing it. There's no accountability. And then they show up or they exchange, you know, uh, crypto, whatever they're doing, $200, and they're actually doing it in the schools. And the kids are making a lot of money. Now we have to figure out we owe our children. When I say, Steve, there is a war on for our children, that is on every front. That is the moneymaker, the children. Well, who would have to, would, this would be addressed. Well, let me ask you first, is anybody addressing this, anybody in authority, anybody with the power to fix it? Uh, are, 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 you've been in communication. I know that, uh, you know, you, you're in Washington a lot. I know you knock on a lot of doors and you pave the hall. Uh, you, 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 uh, you, you walk the hallways uh, of Congress and, 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 and try to gain attention. And you do often to many things. But where are we with making people aware of what you're talking about? And does it have to be on a federal level? Could it be on a local level? Do you go to both uh, both sites to try to uh, gain attention to this? Steve, we have to go all over. It starts with talking about it, just like we're doing right now. It it starts then with parents, caregivers, grandparents have to know the family unit, right? Because the families today in the United States, I'm finding out across our country, a lot of grandparents are raising the kids. A lot of older siblings are raising the kids. It is not the traditional family unit. So we have to expand that. We have to educate everybody. We have to, on an individual basis, get into the schools, make them aware. We have to get our law enforcement involved in all of this. 
And we have to constantly urge our representative, Steve, both sides are equally at fault. They say, well, we're busy with, you know, Ukraine. We're busy with Israel. We're busy with this. They're not too busy, though, to be asking for monies, tying it into Israel, tying it into Ukraine with the new package with the border. Okay, but that money for the border, Steve, is just to enhance the operations. It is nothing about intervening, stopping cartels, closing anything down. It's just additional funds to keep this processing going. There is no end in sight. There are individuals and groups such as Border 911, which are colleagues of mine working very hard. That's Tom Holman, Jason Jones on these issues. I'm working on them. There are others working on them, but no, Steve, to answer your question, there is no concerted effort or no organized group coming together to stop these cartels. It is the most frightening thing right now that I can think of. We're talking to uh, Lynn Shaw, uh, founder and executive director of Lynn's Warriors here on the Steve Malzberg Show on TNT. Congress, uh, they're going home. I think the House has gone home. I heard today the Senate's coming back next week. I'm sure they're all thrilled uh, to, to work on uh, on uh, immigration uh, compromise of some sort to get the funding bills passed for Ukraine and Israel and uh, Taiwan and um, whoever else. Uh, what I, I know that uh, you said they've done nothing uh, this this uh, in this Congress uh, so far. What would you like to see when Congress comes back in January? If they invited you and they said, Lynn, come, you you draft a bill or pick a bill if it's already drafted, or if you've already proposed it or submitted, what would you like to see addressed first if, if you could get guaranteed that it would come to the floor for a vote? First of all, Steve, I will be there in January. A lot of us will be there, okay? Our coalition across the United States. We are demanding right now we have six bipartisan bills, child safety for online and real time that Chuck Schumer will just not get on that schedule for some reason, Steve, for a vote. I want to point out bipartisan human rights abuses. These bills belong to no political party. We have been working on something called the Earn It Act. We're in our fourth year. 118th Congress has failed. We had high hopes going into the session. They have failed dramatically. We will have to begin all over again in the new session in January. I would like to see these six bills, which we even packaged. Instead of having individual bills, Steve, we put them all nice and tidy with a little bow on top even. Everything is together in one package. We are going to stand there and demand, why can't these be brought to the final vote? You know, I don't want to get out into the weeds. All of these bills have worked their ways up the chain in Congress. They are just waiting for one final vote. Again, bipartisan bills. I want to know, Steve, why they can't be put on the calendar to go to a final vote. How much do you believe the craziness with uh, the speaker, you know, McCarthy and then Johnson and in between and everything else and then the war and, uh, you know, the, the, in Ukraine, of course, and the war, then Israel. Uh, how much do you think all of that uh, has has attributed can you know has contributed to them not being able to address what you would like them to address. Well, Steve, let me point out before all of this with Ukraine and Israel and everything going on, they still weren't addressing it. So I find that you know the excuse we are too busy right now that that doesn't uh, do anything for me because I've been down this road before. Okay, they're always too busy. What I think is they are so uh, complicit, in my opinion, with big tech, 
right? Remember, this all makes a lot of money. All of this stuff, all of these platforms, online ads, we have to keep thinking it's the money, the money. I know that sounds very simplistic. That's what it's all about. And keeping our kids, those are the consumers. Those are the eyeballs. Those are the future adults, right? Buying power. So right now, that's just an excuse in my eyes about what is happening internationally, globally. And I want to know, I want to know why big tech, Steve, is never held accountable. Why do we have child rape videos on every platform? Because I can go on every platform right now. You're on, I'm on, everyone is on. I can find those videos. Anything with a minor is against the law. Why are they there? Why doesn't big tech automatically take them down? Why isn't Congress screaming about this? Sure, we hear some things. Sure, we see people maybe on CNN, Fox, but then it doesn't go anywhere, Steve. Again, I've been down this road. We are going to stand there. I will stand there on the floor of Congress. I want answers now. I want answers. This is disgraceful. In the meantime, who is suffering? Our children, our families. That's yeah. who's suffering. All right, Lynn, uh, tell people how they could uh, help out and get in touch and, uh, and find out more about uh, your efforts. Made it very simple, Steve. Everything is called Lynn's Warriors because I want everybody within their own home and community to step up, educate themselves, listen to programs like the Steve Malsberg Show, understand facts and truths and what is going on. Do not be blind. Do not close your eyes. This is not going away. Take a deep breath one day at a time. Deal with your children. Open and honest communication. The digital world online is not going away, Steve. We've got to deal with it. So everybody get on board. Be a warrior. Lynn Shaw, thank you again. Have a great uh, Christmas and uh, much success and happiness and health and safety uh, in 2024. I'm sure we'll speak again. Thank you, Steve. Happy holidays. You too. All right, folks, uh, there you go. Um, the people that need to be in charge, the people that need to be getting things done, um, AWOL uh, once again. And again, this goes directly to our kids and Lynn's group does such great work uh, with uh, with Lynn's warriors. All right, we're going to go take a break. Come back. We have one final segment left in the hour. I'm Steve Malsberg right here on TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, they're wrapping up the climate conference. And I got to tell you, folks, if these people do what they say they're going to do and what they're going to try to do, the world is in a lot of trouble. I have never seen such a gathering of sanctimonious know-nothings in my life. It makes what happens at the UN, which by the way is part of this, just go out of control. It's like it's on steroids. The biggest hypocrisy is claiming that you're going to do all this for the children of the world, your children and grandchildren. First of all, you are going to subject them to nothing but energy poverty the rest of their life. Secondly, most of these people that are supporting all this fossil fuel ending also support the termination of human life depending on what a mother wants to do. Now, I'm not going to get into the fact that this is a person's choice. I'm strongly pro-life. But what I am going to say is when you come out and say to me, I need to save the climate to save the children, and then you advocate for policies that won't even let those children be born, what does that say about what is inside of you? I want you to think about that because there's a common thread in all of this. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Right, I've got cancer. 
I've been trying to tell the rest of you, but no one's listening. And I don't just mean you, ears. Eyes. Would you look in the damn toilet for once? Hands. Roll those sleeves and take a sample. And legs. Trot off to the doctor to get me looked at. Because bowel cancer can be successfully treated when detected early. Now look who's finally woken up. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Um, don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Steve M. Talk or Malzberg Show. Uh, you can follow me uh, at Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Steve M. Talk and Instagram is Steve M. Talk as well. Uh, email me, Steve Malzberg at TNT Radio dot live. All right, let's... Uh, Let's uh, get to a couple of issues here. First, I want you to hear Joe Scarborough. Again, Joe Scarborough will tell you he's a Republican. He'll tell you he's a conservative. He'll, you know, but, and of course, his brother-in-law works for Joe Biden, which he won't tell you. And his wife's brother, same person, works for Joe Biden, which they don't tell you. I mean, I may have mentioned it here and there, but there's no disclaimer to, to make you aware of where they could be coming from uh, when they when they speak. Uh, but Trump derangement syndrome, it's a terrible disease. I don't know that there's a cure. I don't think there'll ever be a cure. And it just gets worse and worse. Don't forget, Joe Scarborough said a few weeks ago, we played it for you, that if Trump gets to be president again, he will execute people. He will execute his enemies. Okay? Trump derangement syndrome. So what we have here is um, Joe Scarborough and and this is just this is just you know as bizarre as it gets so i'll, I'll play it for you i won't but we will uh here is uh, cut number 160. no i think what the question is now is whether the republicans are going to want to take yes for an answer because biden is going to go the biden administration is going to meet them halfway more than halfway on uh, this this immigration deal that they're working through but uh, there's some people in the Republican Party that actually are saying we're not going to agree to anything. So really, they don't mean it. <laughs> well, what they what they mean is we would we would much better we would much rather Israel collapse and would much rather Vladimir Putin take over Kiev uh, than actually getting what we ask for on border security. Yes. So it's it's kind of strange. You wonder why they hate Israel so much, and and why they love Vladimir Putin so much that even when Joe Biden meets them halfway, they're like, you know what? We're gonna just let him twist in the wind. We're gonna let the Israelis twist in the wind. The, the people of Israel who endured just a horrific attack on October 7th, the hell with them. Same with the, same with, with the Ukrainians. Uh, we're going, the Republicans saying, we're gonna help Vladimir Putin here. And any way we can, we're gonna help him because even if Joe Biden gives us what we ask for on the border, we still, as Republicans, would rather help out Vladimir Putin and help out Hamas. That's the message that the world is going to be getting from this Republican Congress. What an idiot. Really, what an idiot. When in fact, when in fact, it's the Democrats. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fairly large number of Democrats 
who you know want to put conditions on aid to Israel, who don't want to send any aid to Israel, who insist on a ceasefire. Even Biden, you know, from time to time behind closed doors, uh, says, "Oh, Israel has to has to do this and has to do that." But it's the Republicans, the Republicans, who are just about ninety nine percent behind Israel, totally always have been, always have been bigger supporters of Israel than the Democrats. And it's the Republicans who hate Israel and would rather help Hamas and Putin than help Israel. Now, if you say that nothing Joe Biden could offer when it comes to the border is going to be good enough, I I could agree with that. I can agree with that. They're not going to take a a token, you know, they're not going to take something flung at them. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a peace offering when it's not meaningful and then say, oh, the great Joe Biden. Now he cares about the border. Yes, this is going to work, um, you know, because he's not going to give them that. So I could see Republicans turning it down if it's not what they want. But it's because it's because they 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 rather have Putin win. It's because they rather see Hamas. Read Israel. I mean, this is just so, so disingenuous so ridiculous i mean who believes this and who would look at that anybody with a brain would look at he says this is what people are going to think who because you're saying it who who would look at this when you see twelve thousand people illegals coming across the border in one day in this country last week twelve thousand, according to the speaker of the house and the republicans are the only ones who object the Republicans are the only one who care about our own border security. Who, knowing that, would say that the Republicans are out of line to demand a fix for that before they worry about other people's borders and other people's security. And when I say other people's, I mean other countries. So please, please, please. I mean, Scarborough, the, the Trump derangement syndrome was just going getting more and more just when you think it, it can't get it any worse you know maybe they, you don't even have to see a doctor anymore because there's no there's no cure nothing stops the progression it's obvious trump is going to execute his enemies i mean how much how much worse could it get than that how much worse could it get than that okay now let's move on this is abby phillip she did a town hall on CNN with uh, Vivek uh, Ravaswamy last night, Wednesday night. And, you know, this abortion pill that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, unilaterally, before studies could be complete, watered down the requirements before someone could get this pill. They warded it down unilaterally. Like I said, um, they just, okay, you don't need the, the, this kind of prescription anymore. Okay, you don't have to wait the X amount of whatever. You know, you don't have to go see a, a doctor who's affiliated with this kind of thing, a gynecologist or, 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 or a pregnancy doctor. You don't have to do that. They just watered down the requirements, again, unilaterally. So the, the Supreme Court has decided to hear this case, okay? Uh, because I know a lower court st- stuck with it, uh, over- overturned what the FDA did for a while before I think they were overturned and said, 
you can't just do this. I mean, this you got. There's got to be rules. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be medical studies. There's got to be. So, so that's the case. Okay, the case isn't about as Abby Phillips is going to simplistically present, as you'll hear. You know, banning banning the abortion pill for the sake of you know because they're against abortion. That's not what this is about. And Ramaswamy actually makes you know actually gives her an education on this so let's watch and listen and here is cut 178. let me ask you about a little bit of news uh the supreme court announced that it would hear a case uh this term that could potentially restrict access nationwide to a widely used abortion drug called mifepristone you oppose abortion but do you believe that the court should limit the distribution of this drug nationwide so I think this is a question. It's the job of the Supreme Court, who would have ever thought, to judge the law. This is a case about administrative law, actually. This is less about the abortion question, and it's more about did the FDA exceed the scope of its statutory authority on an emergency basis? And these emergency approvals are generally reserved for life-saving therapies that need to be brought to market quickly. So this is a symptom, Abby, of what's going on in the administrative state. The people who we elect to run the government, the ones who actually run the government right now. It's the bureaucrats in those three-letter agencies that are pulling the strings today. That's, that's what this case is all about. Can the FDA unilaterally make those changes without medical consent, medical studies, and blah, blah, blah? You know, this was done around COVID time under the guise of the emergency, but, but it, it didn't apply. It didn't apply. And I think that's what the court is going to find. And believe me, the, 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 as she's tried to, the media will and the left will say, oh, the radical Supreme Court. Is no, they're looking out for the safety of the women taking the pill. It's not candy. You know, it's not candy. Here's cut uh, number 179. The most important Supreme Court case of our lifetime, and I want people to understand this, came out last term. It's West Virginia versus EPA that said if Congress did not expressly give an agency the right to write a regulation, then that's unconstitutional. And so it is my opinion, it's the Supreme Court's that'll matter, but I'm pretty sure they're going to come down where I, where I am on this, that the FDA exceeded its statutory authority in using an emergency approval to approve something that doesn't fit Congress's criteria for what actually counts as an emergency approval. So yes, I hope they follow the law. I hope that's where they come down. And if the people of this country disagree with that, we have a mechanism for that. It's called the democratic process. Do it through the front door of Congress. You do believe that the Supreme Court should ban Mifepristone? I believe that the Supreme Court should put the FDA back in its place. That's but as it relates to this particular... That's the question that's before the court. But as it so relates I believe to they this, should rule on the law. As it I, relates to this particular drug, and as do it you believe that that will drug. ultimately result in mifepristone being banned nationwide? I believe it will result in mifepristone being ruling? taken off the market until they go through the process that's ordained for every other drug that doesn't go through emergency approval. Okay. The FDA should follow the law if the rest of us do too. Voila. <laughs> I mean, he really read her the riot act. He understands the case. She, I think she has a law background. She, she must understand the case, but she's framing it as banning the abortion pill. And, you know, are they going to ban it? Well, again, if they ban it, 
it's a, it'll be temporarily while the FBI, with well, the FBI, while the FDA, you know, goes through the proper procedure for this drug, like they do for all, almost every other drug, which they didn't do when they changed and lowered the requirements and made it easier to get. Again, under the guise of some kind of a, you know, emergency, whether it was COVID or whatever the heck it was, it just it just didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And that's kind of the theme of where we are. That's kind of the theme of where we are. And I, 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 go, I go back to to really to where we started with that, that Christmas video by the White House, the group that they picked to affiliate with their political stances on. I mean, is that what the is that what Biden wants to be affiliated with as he runs for reelection? Still, we're going back to defund the police, BLM, uh, prison uh, uh, abolition of the prison system. How on earth? How on earth could we be, be affiliated with that group? Or they be affiliated with that group? But then I guess they must have paid them something. So I guess you and I paid something for that video. Um, it's just not good. All right, folks. Another hour's gone by. Uh, Jason Olborn is next, of course. Uh, tomorrow, as we're getting closer and closer to Christmas, tomorrow we'll do it again, God willing. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. 9 p.m. Eastern, same time, same place, right here on TNT. So um, make sure you, uh, you're, you're tuned in and you're with me and all that, uh, all that jazz, as they say. Um, See you tomorrow.